What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill, here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40-show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raise Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill for Rage Rowdy Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Today we have got a very special guest. She just put out a song called Bible Belt that we are loving here at Rage Rowdy. Y'all give it up. We got our girl, Miss Taylor Austin Die. Hi. Your third time in this studio, but your first time doing a podcast with us for In the Round. Right? What took for so long? Outside the Round now. <laughs> I know what fucking took so long. Well, I wanted to have you back. So something that I've run into with doing with doing the podcast here and like being involved with DM Monday and with Trey and stuff is like, sometimes he'll have a, um, he'll have like, I'll be like, Hey, I want to get so-and-so on. And like, I won't say anything to him, but then I'll still kind of count them. I'm like, Oh shit, he's got an episode <laughs> of them coming up. And it's like, we got to space out the, yeah. the episodes. That was a fun one though. That was a fun one. They, that was the one where we, uh, we talked about loves and we talked about, and we ate that weird shit. We ate the weird uh, shit, and then we talked about your mom, and Steven fish. Tyler. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Kentucky, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and um, and back in the day, people telling you you weren't gonna be nothing, and now you're you're doing it and doing some damn things. Doing and, the damn thing. And I feel like Bible Belt's one of those kind of songs where you talk. The last few songs you put out, you really are touching on the side of small town stuff that the guys and girls were kind of missing ten years ago when they're just talking about. Daisy Dukes and drinking beer and truck beds. It's like there's some there's some shit to growing up in a small town, and you only know it if you grow up in a right. small town. You seem to be singing about that. And I'm kind of trying to talk about the stuff that ain't so pretty, you know, that nobody really wants to hear about. Yeah. But you know, I think their stories deserve to be told just as much as anything else. One hundred percent. And I feel like the the realness and the authenticity in that is at a higher is at a higher demand right now than it's ever been before. I think so, and I think that kind of. Like, I always talk about how I love writing storytelling songs. I think that's coming back. I think people are wanting it. They're, like, dying for it. So, And I love writing it, so I'm, I'm glad to be part of that new wave coming in. Yeah, so what were you doing this weekend? Man, we were in South Carolina. Hey, South Kakalaki. Touring around Kakalaki, yes, sir. We were in um, Columbia. We were at the Skyline Club. Oh, we know that. Shout out our boy Lenny Cooper <laughs> Lenny. at the Skyline Club. We've had some times there. We had a ball. Um, ended up at Waffle House until like 4 in the morning. Sounds about right. After the show. The next night we were in... Little River, South Carolina, which is pretty much Myrtle Beach. So after Soundcheck, we went down to Dirty Myrtle to hey. have a little Mammy Vice or two and go stick our feet in the ocean. And it was it was good, but it was a long-ass drive back yesterday. <laughs> yes, those Sunday drives back oh, are, are rough. Like, I know Trey and the boys, they did 17 hours back, I think it was, because it was like a weird part of Nebraska that's like way out there. 
I did the most redneck shit I've ever done this week. I'd and love to hear I've it. done a lot of redneck stuff. Not growing up, but since working with becoming an honorary Alabamian, working with Muscadine, working with Trey, have been around McElwain all the time. Like I just being around Nikki T doing the Rays Rowdy shit. Um this week was the most redneck stuff that I've ever done. Um so we went down to um Autogaville, Alabama. Little shithole in between. McAway knows right where that's at. So it's in between his hometown of Selma and Montgomery. And it's okay. just that there's that all those all the country that's in between there. So we have um two of our buddies, Reed and uh and Will Shackelford. They have a duo called Shackelford Lane. They have in their family fifteen hundred acre farm, fifteen hundred acre pile plot of land. Amazing. Their cousins do like animals like cows and chickens and all that shit. They specialize with their immediate family with cotton and soybeans. But basically, the land is just kind of fuck around and do whatever you want land. Love that. So we went out there, and um, Nikki, T, Nikki T and Josh Terry had gone down the day before. And you know if Josh Terry's oh, in You know, Josh Terry and Nikki T riding like together is just... That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it's, it's like the Molly Hatchet song, Flirting with Disaster. Exactly. You know, that's exactly what it is. And um, so <laughs> I went down Friday morning with um, our buddy Mike, um, Mike Vizioni. He's from Chicago. He's starting to come on as a writer with Ray's Rowdy. And we were like, what better way to get him introduced into the whole Ray's Rowdy lifestyle than go down to this, this experience? So we were originally going down. John Langston was playing down at range 231. In Montgomery, Alabama. Have you ever been down there? Uh, I've been in Montgomery, never to range okay. there. Okay, so it's so it's like a outdoor, it's like a driving range, and the bar is a it's like single wide trailer. Behind it is a driving range. In between the driving range and the trailer is a stage, and it's like an open. It's like a little redneck white trash amphitheater. I don't know why I've never been. It's like a pavilion, yeah. <laughs> and they have there's there's some new ownership in there, and they have cleaned it. The it's still rowdy. It is still trailer bar. McElwain, it looks like a different bar because this is like McElwain's like home bar or whatever. So like where he grew up, but they've cleaned it the fuck up. Like they they inside looks like state like very nice as nice as a single wide trailer <laughs> can look. that doubles as a bar can look. <laughs> they got like the top gun like monitors and stuff. They actually have like production in there now. So it was awesome. So but, it don't look like Santa's. <laughs> no, it used I mean, it used to be oh, we'll show you some pictures. It was fucking I have to dig through them, but like it, it was just a wild. It's a wild place, you know. Like probably the, the most, the most haggard, trashy thing that I've ever been a part of in touring with independent acts from Alabama. Which you go through a lot of shitholes touring with independent acts from Alabama. That's kind of the name of the game. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. We stayed um, at the this fifteen hundred acre thing, the Shackelford's hunting camp. So I get there, I pull up, and then I see a, I see these. I see this four wheeler, or no, the side side by side, the like gator or whatever, coming, and then I see two shirtless dudes in the front. One of them holding holding a holding a a, a rifle, and it was Noah Hicks in the front seat with fucking Will Shack or Reed Shackelford, whatever. And they were like, "Cop him, we're killing shit." I'm like, "Okay, I guess we're killing shit." <laughs> so. And then they had a dog named Boudreaux. This dog went after... This dog was just seek and destroy. Like, if there was anything moving, like, I watched it get this armadillo. And I thought this armadillo was... I was like, is that armadillo already dead? And like, no, Boudreaux just killed it. He just ripped out the stomach like nothing. Fucking machine. Like a hound dog or something? It was just a big dog. Apparently the dogs had 20 pups, like, help... Like, they've, they've, um, they breed him, and he's oh, a good... Okay. He's a He's a fuck... He got bit by a water moccasin, and his face blew up a little bit. And the dog still kept killing shit. 
the water moccasin didn't phase him at all. <laughs> they and dude, drove. We were shooting. We were shooting birds and this and that and i don't know what i'm allowed to talk about what i'm not allowed to talk about it was like private land so i assume it's okay no like deer or turkey or anything like that but just like some redneck we were just riding around and then they'd see something and we'd stop and then they'd shoot it and the dog would go and get it and then they'd throw it in the bed of the gator i'd never done anything like that that's that's some redneck shit it was yeah, some redneck sure. shit and then our our the camp was a double wide trailer with about again very nice double wide trailer with about nine beds in it and then we took a party bus. They, they have a party bus that they were. That's how wild the range is, where you can rent a party bus, like a, like one of them party buses. You've yeah. been on those before. Like on Broadway. Like Not quite on Broadway. Not quite like Broadway. It's more like a limo style, like one oh, of them gotcha. short buses. Yes. And we, um, they had it come all the way out to the land. About 40, it was about 45 minutes to an hour away from the venue. They send this bus down all these dirt roads. Come and pick us up at this trailer in the woods with no cell service. We get in there. Josh Terry's with us, the Shackleford boys, some of their friends. And then we stop into like a very nice subdivision. I'm talking like big ass houses, like old Alabama money. And we pick up this group of girls and then we go, we have to stop two times after that to get beer for everybody to pee because everybody broke in the damn seal. <laughs> It was wild, and then the show was great. Langston and Noah put on a great show. The range is always. We were there though till fucking four in the morning. Oh, I don't doubt it. Four in the morning, we were there. <laughs> Nikki T was a damn bowling ball. Nikki T gets in the bowling. You've seen him like that in Key West. <laughs> he sings like "You go north, I go south." <laughs> like he does his shit. So it was wild. And then yesterday, I go. So I get back Saturday. Chill day with the girlfriend. Relax. Sunday. NASCAR race. I go oh, to the Ally Four Hundred. So jealous. Ally Four Hundred with. Dawson Edwards and Caleb Conradi from our Rage Rowdy Racing podcast. And Dawson is the biggest NASCAR Oh, dude, fan. yeah. And, and Caleb's girlfriend, Allison, uh, was with us, too. And then our buddy, Ike, and Jerry. Jerry, you've met Ike before, right? Ike, he's our content guy with Rage Rowdy. Oh, yes, like, yes, Kind yes, of looks yes. like Michael Sarah. Yeah, he was little... at Peaches. Yes, yes, yes he was. Um, so Ike is the man, and his roommate, Jerry, is just a cartoon character. And Jerry's had this long hair, been, like, skinny. We shaved it into a mullet <gasps> yesterday. Jerry's got a fucking. Do you have mullet. to get him drunk, or he just? No, he just wants to do it. <laughs> Jerry's one of those guys that you want with you for what's called the yes weekend, when you only get one no for the whole weekend. Jerry will never use his no. He'll just yes, yes. I love yes, that. Do I whatever. love people like that. So it was wild to just do some, some redneck shit. Yeah, man. Like I haven't had a weekend. And then the week before that, I was I was tent camping at a festival in Illinois. I don't love tent camping. I'm gonna really? be honest. See, I've learned that the best way, the way I have to tent camp is I have to get so high that I fall asleep. Like you yeah. get so stoned that you fall asleep, and that's how you sleep in a tent. Uh, yeah, that, I just can't. I can't raw dog tent sleeping. I I, I have to have some <laughs> kind of substance because I'm just like I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, so like much. I, we had like these little mattress pads and stuff that we had. The oh, roll, I bet which, that helps. Which that helps a little yeah. bit, or like air mattresses. But I didn't have it. I had like this little mattress pad thing. Which Nikki T told me, by the way, I'm gonna put Nikki on blast here a little bit. We he told me not to not to like not to use a pump because it'll blow. So I'm sitting there trying to huff and puff and blow this <laughs> fucking air mattress up. And I have been like at one point I was two packs a day of cigarettes. You remember that? Like I still have I still keep a damn vape on me. Like I'm I'm not built for the like <laughs> the, the lungs are not. No, <laughs> no. They're like lungs made of steel, mine are made of play-doh. Like they're not good. Nicky T just did you dirty. Yep, no, but he was doing it too, and he's just been camping for like he's been going to festivals and tent camping for like mm -hmm. almost as long as I've been alive. That takes 
They used to be a man to do I, that. I, I was mean. like lightheaded and shit. I was like, fuck, this better be comfortable. <laughs> and it was all right. It was it didn't deflate. But so what so you went to South Carolina this weekend. Obviously, um Bible Belt did did some stuff on the socials for you. Yeah, it's it's doing well still. We're um I think it got something like 30,000 streams the first day, which is good for me. You know, I'm yeah. tickled to death with that. And I had so many. I had like 2,300 pre-saves coming out of the gate, so that helped a ton. We charted. Um, I think we got to number 27 on the chart. Nice. So, you know, Morgan Wallen has like 15 in the top 20. Right? So, Isn't, that know, crazy? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, he's like. Being the chart, just one person. Just He is the chart. Uh, but, yeah, so it did that. And then. Like we played these live shows this past weekend, and everybody already knew the words. That's great. It made me very happy. So that's great. It's still doing well. We're actually releasing the music video for it. Uh, we already got that film. So all right, tell us about the video a little bit because there's a lot of directions that you could go with this song. So the video, it'll probably be already be out by the time we. Yeah. 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 This well, this is coming out this Friday. Oh, that's when the video comes out. Oh no shit. Fuck well, yeah. let's talk about so it. So after y'all listen to this podcast or take or hit pause on the podcast, go watch the video. That's what we'll do. So um, the music video for Bible Belt, we shot it. I kind of had an idea in mind going into it. Um, I wanted there to be like a mother-daughter. We rented a 1994 Cutlass. A what? A 1994 Cutlass, like an old station wagon. Okay, I don't even know what a Cutlass is. Well. So what is it like? Uh, it's just a big old dab wagon, and it's got oh, nice. velvet red seats, and it has a bench sheet in the back, and then a, when you open the trunk, there's a seat facing out the back window. Hell yeah. So I knew I wanted like an old ship box, so I rented one of those. Um, and then I actually got two of my rider dies, which is what we call my fans, um, to be in the video. A mother-daughter duo. They always come out to my shows in Kentucky. They're awesome. And um, their names are Larissa and Brandy. And Brandy actually has little money pieces like I do, so it was perfect. Hell yeah. So like she was playing the little girl. Her mom was playing the mom, obviously, and... You know, we're kind of getting gas, and her mom's kind of flipping through a book of men, and we go to a Red Roof Inn, and she's, like, coming out of the hotel room with her feet and with her uh, bare feet and oh, holding geez. her heels. It's kind of like, it's nothing too lewd, but it's also, you definitely get the point that she is yeah. a hooker. Or, yeah. Sorry, I say hooker, but everyone's so offended these you days. Can in my, I can say hooker. It's Called spade a spade, like if yeah. it's a sex worker, that's fine. It's you're not. It's yes. not a bad thing to be a hooker. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> Everybody in my comment section is so fucking offended all the really? time. Oh my god. Over hooks. So, over, over. Over me saying hooker. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But I just said it again. So. Hooker. 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 Leave hooker. your comments below on how offended you are. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, that's the whole video premise is kind of that. Just the mom trying to provide for her daughter, and she takes her to Waffle House and lets her get a little piece of pie. For waiting in the car. It's very sad, actually. Yeah. So, um, But it was exactly how I planned it. Um, Randy Allen shot. Do you know Randy? Yeah. He shot it for us. Awesome. And he's always so great. So the whole video is just us three. We're the only characters in it. Wow. And uh, it's it's pretty powerful. It made some people cry that I've showed it to you already. So wow. let me know if it makes you cry or not. <laughs> yeah. What what kind of place did you write that song from? And like, who'd you, where did that, the idea for for Bible Belt because it's such a, it's a title that can mean all kinds of different things. Obviously, it's like this area and you being from Kentucky, you grew up in the heart of it. Like you oh, grew yeah. up in the in the thick of the Bible Belt. But like the place that you take it is so cool and such an interesting take on playing it. Well, I'd had this hook put another notch in the Bible Belt forever. And I'd taken it to like three rides and everybody's like, "Ah, I don't know about that." Like 
I don't know if radio would ever play it. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, I, I like, want to write like, this song. Guys, I don't even get playlisting right <laughs> exactly. now. I'm fucking worried about the radio. I don't care. Like, everyone was like, oh, that's never good. Well, they said that about Rest in Peace, too. Yeah, but and that's it done. actually just went to radio. So yeah. Oh, really? It did. Yeah, it's uh, number sixty on the breakout chart. Dude, let's fucking go. So, that's huge. Uh, anyway, so everyone's like, "Ah, oh, no, that radio isn't going to play that." I don't. know. I think we should go a different direction. I was just like, "Nah, I'll just keep it. I'll keep that title, and we'll write something else." So finally, I went in with Nicole Croteau and Chris Utley, who I also wrote "Rest in Peace" with, and this was the second time me bringing this hook to them. And I was like, "I really want to write this," and they're like, "All right, let's just do it." And so. The idea kind of came from, you know, I grew up in one of, it was the poorest county in the nation for years and years. And I think we flip flop with a county in Mississippi every now and then. We're still in the top 10, but, um, so I saw like a lot of shady shit going on, you know, people just doing what they got to do, whether it be buying pop with their food stamps and selling it, you know, for cheap or, you know, just all the things you hear about in small town and. Um, there were these ladies that would be around the courthouse and there were some prominent men in our county that would take them up on their offers. And you yeah. just see that and then you um, see them, you know, demonizing, you know, in church on Sunday, that same thing that they've been doing. And I just think it's interesting, the hypocrisy and, you know, all the corruption in small town. And I really wanted to bring that to life with this song. And uh, everyone's just dying to know who it's about, but I'll never tell. It doesn't need to make be. your own inferences. Yeah, I feel like it's some. It can be about whoever the listener wants it to yeah. be about, because yeah. it, a lot of folks can relate to. Like I said, it's based living. on a story. I mean, it's not like hundred. You know, it's, this is not completely hundred percent factual. It's yeah. based on these people, and I've created kind of my own story from it. Um, but it, it's definitely a look into what it's like being in in Owsley County, Kentucky. In what county? Owsley. Owsley. Yeah. Owsley County, Kentucky. Owsley what County. is there to eat in Owsley County, Kentucky? <laughs> Where's the go-to? Uh, we got, well, we got the dairy bar, Spencer's Dairy Bar. Okay. Which I love, shout out. And there's also the restaurant. The restaurant. Is it spelt like restaurant or is it spelt like? Yeah, that's, rest- I mean, that's just how I say oh, it. Oh, you say re- <laughs> restaurant. So it's just called the <laughs> restaurant? I, uh, I think it's named something now, but everyone just calls it the restaurant. Like the restaurant. there's. The dairy bar and the restaurant, and that's all we have. Uh, we don't have any chain. No Waffle House. No oh, nothing. no. I mean, we got to drive like 45 minutes to an hour to get to Walmart. Really? Yeah. Sheesh. So we got the we got a, like a grocery store called Shopwise, family owned. Okay, yeah. Is that one um, of the ones that's like, because I saw that um, when I was coming back from Alabama, like the 10%, like it's like the... Like it's listed at like price and then like 10% or whatever. Oh, I have no idea. Like pay or what? What the fuck? I don't what did know you say? what that means. What'd you say your thing was called? Shopwise. That's just the name Shop-wise? of the family-owned store. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's just like you know, it's the only grocery store for twenty miles, so that's where everybody goes, <laughs> yeah. and um, that's pretty much it. We just got a stoplight, you know, a few years back, so that was well, very you, exciting. Oh, you didn't even have one of those? Uh uh-uh. uh Oh wow. Not growing up, we had a flashing light around the courthouse square, but Ooh. we finally got an official stoplight wow. a few years back. So yeah, it's it's small town and. You know, I grew up on a, my grandparents had a, a big farm and they farmed backer and tomatoes, potatoes, corn, you know, just yeah. like all kinds of vegetables and everything. Um, so I grew up doing that and uh, it was fun. I loved it. Yeah. What is, what kind of Friday night shit does, a, or sat, what, what is a, what is a small, what kind of shit does a small town kid get in? Like when they're in middle school, high school, like. 
Like, because we used to go to the mall. That was the big yeah. thing about where I was. It was go to the mall or go to like some go to go to somebody's house and like destroy this nice upscale suburban. Yeah, home. so we were a dry county. Um, no mall, no Walmart, no so like. What do you all... do? What do you do besides besides get into meth? The, what do you do? Well, that's one thing. You can, that's one I route you like can take. I feel like there's some people that do that. Uh, oh yeah, I got I got plenty of people I know that get, do that. Gets a little methy. Um, <laughs> a little methy. But <laughs> I, we would just drive around the courthouse. And we would go park sometimes at the old skate. We had a skating rink for about five minutes. Okay. Um, but it was actually just in an old dollar store. So the tile was all like bumpy and shit. And like you would skate for like a second and you'd get caught in the tile. They turned the dollar store uh, into a skating rink? Yeah. That's but now awesome. it's just an empty building with a bunch of spray paint on it. So people go right around the courthouse square and then sit in the old skate rink parking lot. And that's it. Damn. You can go to the dairy bar and get a milkshake or a burger. Yeah, you do you know? go home very often or not um, really? I don't get to go home as, as you know as much as I'd like. I, we're on the road so much, and then when I'm in town, I'm hanging out with you and yeah. you know writing and doing meetings and interviews and stuff. So I don't get to go home that much, and I'd say once every four months maybe ish yeah but my mom she's a huge supporter so she's always down here hanging out with that's me that's awesome so. and how far of a drive is that from here it's, uh, not... it's about four hours oh, hard four hours damn so that's eastern kentucky uh-huh. oh shit yeah. okay can't get there from here yeah <laughs> it's just back roads and you know but yeah yeah because there's different parts like up. like western kentucky and eastern kentucky are very different different like, worlds like paducah yeah. is very different from the area yeah. you come from which is very different from lexington which is very different from bowling green yeah like, we're in all... the hills in yeah. the hollers you know it might as well be west virginia uh, yeah yep so we're we're right there in the heart of it in the appalachian mountains really so it's 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 a long way and it's all back roads you know yeah. to get there and to get wherever you're going and you know yeah, do you feel like the right, because right now it's, I mean, not even right now, like the past few years, there's just been this movement of like the traditional Appalachia kind of sound. And yeah. you credit, a lot of people credit that to, to Sturgill and the Childers. And now you've got Charles Wesley Godwin coming out of the woodwork doing his thing with the, with the Allegheny guys or whatever yeah. he calls, whatever the band's called. But there seems to be like this, that area is like the sound of that Appalachia area is being heard now more than it was. Man, Kentucky turns out some good musicians. Yeah. I mean, like, and even people that are back home that I just grew up playing with. I mean, I grew up playing with some of the best musicians I would bargain to say on this planet. And they're just, it's just some old guy in overalls sitting at the restaurant. You know what I mean? He's it's not like, trying to pursue it. Not he does, trying to do anything yeah, with he it. Does, he work, works his 40 hours a week yeah. and then picks on a guitar for yeah. fun. And then could probably pull out. Five thousand dollars out of his pocket, and you know, yeah. it's just like one of those down home guys that yeah. don't care nothing for fame. They just live on their farm and play music, and you know, that's it. So, I mean, y- you know, the people that are famous that come from Kentucky, you can imagine the people that are not pursuing it. Like the talent that is there is just sitting there is crazy because yeah. there's nothing to do. I mean, I was telling you that we go sit in the parking lot. I mean, there's nothing to do. So, like playing music is a thing we could all just do, sit down, and everybody could pick around. You know, yeah. And even in school, we had a room that we could all go to. It was called the Kids on Stage Room. And we would all just go down there and sit and pick for a couple hours a day during the school day. And it was just like something for us to do. Yeah, I guess that that like definitely translates to why music would be big in the small thing. What else are you going to fucking yeah, do? Yeah. What is he, do you play sports and shit growing up? Yeah, I played volleyball. 
Play were you, softball for a little were bit. You a, were you you were you do you have hops and were you jumping up? And no, like, like, I was the, the, I was a setter. You were the setter, the libero. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you wear the um, the different jersey. Yeah, well, we, listen, we're poor. We didn't have no different jerseys. Oh no, different. Okay, <laughs> but that's no this, marked libero. Yeah, yeah, that's the spot that um, I would be in, or I would be the setter. But I was I was a good server. Was kind of my thing. So I, thing? they would always rotate me in to serve whatever. I was actually captain. So no I know shit. I don't look super athletic, but. No, have you have you played at all recently? Like if you're um, at the beach or something, or you see there being a volleyball game? You know, like, I played yeah, in be... college for like a year, and then I decided that I just. Well, we got to get you to the. But get... I would love to do. It. I'm always looking for a league or something, well, which gotta, I'm, I'm never home. You got to but... come and hang out with our friends at the Rusty Nail. You ever been there? There's a yeah. sand pit, right? Yeah, they have they have a whole volleyball league they do in the summer. It's they they get really competitive too. I'd have to practice up, but well, I'd, I'd be I think I think you would do just. Is it co-ed or just women? Oh, or? it's co-ed. Okay, it's very much co-ed. <laughs> all all ages, all shapes, all sizes, all every. It's a very. It's, Wait, do y'all have a team? We don't have a team. We kind of provide the intern, the inside entertainment. Well, actually, Matt McElwain provides the inside entertainment. <laughs> he does. We that's where we do our McElwain Monday because you know it's like. The Rusty Nail is a is a great because we do a lot of stuff at Live Oak, obviously. Live Oak's kind of our flagship. You know, we did like yeah. five events during CMA Fest. That's where the Rays Rowdy outside the round where Barilla and Nikki T hosting lives. Uh, what's great about the Rusty Nail? You can do whatever the fuck you want over there. It's outside of town. It's laid back. You can get drunk there for thirty bucks. Oh like, hell yeah! It, they got the volleyball court. They have a whole ass smoking room. Like. McElwain gets a little fucked up and says some crazy shit, which usually doesn't crazy shit. It's more like, well, what, did, what did he, not that he said anything bad. You just don't know what he's saying. <laughs> he starts stumbling and bumbling and mumbling and shit. And the Rusty Nail is like, that's the vibe of the yeah. Rusty Nail. It's great. And I they love do, that. And, and they have a volleyball league. Well, we should start one. That's what I'm saying. We should go. We should get you out there and, and play. What day of the week is it? They do them every every, every night, every night during the summer. Okay. They do people All just right. show up and play. Let's do it. I gotta I gotta be be practicing, be exercising a little I think, bit. Well, but... I mean, I think you would you okay. would kill it. And then All Tommy right. and the crew over there, they're they're good folks. It's just like the GM's just sitting out there smoking a cigar. Like it's very <laughs> very relaxed vibes. We okay. want to we actually right. want to do a um, a songwriter festival there called the Hermitage International Songwriters Festival at the Rusty Nail. <laughs> And do like uh, do like an all day thing on like a Saturday and Sunday, okay. and then get somebody to sponsor the Uber rides. So then we oh, get everybody playing. Everybody playing gets an Uber ride there to and from. And so I live up can there. Drink. Yeah, I live yeah. so close. Yeah, that's, I live in Old Hickory. Okay, you're right, fucking yeah. there. Okay, it's happening. It is happening for <laughs> sure. Now, how long have you lived over in Old Hickory? Because you've been in town now for what, a few years, right? I've been in town five years. Okay, so we're about the same. It'll be five years for me in October. Yeah. So where all in town have you lived at? Because I feel like there's different chapters of yeah. like, because I've lived in a few different spots. Well, I started out when I moved to town. I lived in Goodlettsville. Oh, no shit. For three okay. years, I lived out there, and I love Goodlettsville. I love the area. Yeah, I, I do, I love Rivergate. I know everybody talks shit on it, but I love it. Hey, Rivergate Mall, uh, there's something about oh, it. Oh, man. Something about going into a Dillard's on a Thursday. It feels good. I'll tell you, you what. Know? Shout out to our boy, Grady Smith. He loves Dillard's. <laughs> I do, too. The there's nothing Mall. wrong with Rivergate Mall. But I love, I loved it out there. And then um, when me and Ben started dating, um, we moved in together downtown on 8th, which was... We got kicked out, pretty much. Really? Would you like to hear the story? If you, well, for one, I just I, Ben's awesome, by the way. Shout out Ben Taylor's <laughs> other half here. Um, the to go from 
not even having a stoplight in your town. To Goodlettsville, that's like easing your way into mm -hmm. the Nashville metro mm -hmm. area. Yeah. 8th Avenue, you're in the shit, girl. And that's, it balls deep. That's a lot. Yeah, what, what the fuck happened? Well, I mean, I guess it was pretty much my fault, but we... It started because I would do TikTok lives. I used to do TikTok lives once a week. If you follow me for a while, I used to do them every single week on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And I would play from like 8 to 10 at night. And our downstairs neighbor would literally take like, I don't know, it was a broom or something. They would literally knock on the ceiling and be like, shut the fuck up. And I would just keep playing, obviously. Like, even the people on my live could hear the downstairs people screaming at me. That was, okay? like, part of the show. Yeah. So, it, it became an inside <laughs> joke for everyone that watched my lives. Like, yeah. oh, here comes the neighbors. Like, you know. <laughs> and, you know, quiet hours weren't until 11 down there. Yeah. And so, I wasn't doing anything wrong. So, they were already just pissed off. And then they took it to the management. And they were like, well, she's not doing anything. I mean, it's not quiet hours. So, whatever. So, then... Um, we come home a couple of nights, play some pretty loud co-wetzel and, you know, just really getting after it. That was another time. And then the last time when we actually got in the most trouble was because um, we got home from the bar and it was like three and we were being loud. And so they do the same thing. They start beating on the ceiling, like screaming, fuck you or whatever. So I was absolutely belligerently drunk and I go down there in my underwear. I had like four Zen pouches in my mouth off my ass and I go down there and I'm just banging on their door and I was like fucking come out and so I can hear him in there moving around I was like come on you're gonna talk shit come out and they never came out but the next day um the management's like well some people have reported that they feel unsafe living here because of you oh Lord. and I was like okay well <laughs> Well. Okay. Um, so anyway, we later got a letter from the lawyer of the apartment complex, and they said you have to rectify this in two weeks or you're kicked out. Our lease ended in two weeks, so we were like, "This is kind of the okay, sign." Okay, well we're gonna peace out real quick then, yeah. and uh, never heard from them again. So that was our time on Eighth Avenue. Yeah, see, I've never lived in the city. I'm like kind of living in the city right now. Um, like my. My, my address is in Hermitage, but my girlfriend lives in the Gulch. Oh, so, yeah. You're down there then. I'm, I'm living. Yeah. It's the, that Novell building or the no Novel building. The one with, like, the faces on it. Like, if you're going towards 12 South. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, it's like you go down Division here. You make a right. You go over to the interstate. You make the right. And there's that building with all the fucking heads on it or whatever, all the faces. Uh -huh. So, she just moved in there from White She was living in White House, oh. like, up near Greenbrier. Yeah. She used to live in Goodlettsville. I think she's, she, um, she spends a lot of time going up going up that way and like that part of the city like the goodlettsville gallatin hendersonville cotton town those are great spots i'm all about it we love we've lived in old hickory now for over a year old hickory's awesome. great too old hickory's it's awesome awesome and if you like water you're right there you got uh, we are 0.8 miles from sam's marina oh no shit yeah so you guys spend a lot of time going over there We've been there like twice, honestly. I walk down there all the time just to get a little exercise in, but yeah. um, I usually don't go in. I usually just see the water, turn around, go back home. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great, yeah, uh, just being up there. A little bit out of town is kind of where it's at, you know? Yeah, like I don't think I'm going to live. I mean, I I stay with I stay with Aaron, my girl, like four or five days a week now. It's funny. Like I've Oh, not, so you pretty much are I living pretty much downtown. Live there, but it's like I have a roommate. She doesn't have a roommate. Oh, she does, her four-year-old daughter, like, that's there sometimes. <laughs> but, like, it's 
it's so much easier to just be like, hey, you want to go get something to eat? Walk down the stairs, yeah. pop over to the pub, pop over to this place, go pop to over Condado. to that place. Yeah. Oh, Condado. Do you love Condado? I like Condado. Um, I haven't been there with Aaron, but I've been there before, and it's high-level tacos. We love it. Like, we say yeah. premium at Ray's Rowdy. Premium Condado. tacos. That is premium tacos, <laughs> Marg's. Like the way you know when you when you go in and it's like the list and you like mark down what you want kind of thing yep. like on the little pen, that's when you know like like bar taco yes like bar taco that's when you know it's gonna be some good bar shit. tacos fucking delicious Ooh, that pork brisket dude uh, the brisket taco so is dude my I like the I like the the, the baja one or like the shrimp oh, yeah. one oh, yeah. that's good too some shrimp too. tacos I fuck yeah. up some shrimp tacos those are good um but yeah it's just easier just be here just wake up walk yeah. walk around i get so much exercise in being in the city too oh yeah we'll just for shits and giggles and i'll and she'll look at her apple watch and be like oh yeah we, we just walked four miles <laughs> like what what do you mean we just you're like yeah we just walked from all the way down the gulch all the way up and i'm back damn I'm like fuck that's a walk Maybe i, I want to be i want to i want to be doing that i wouldn't be doing that in hermitage yeah i mean i get in the car there's a taco bell just open like less than a mile from me so that's been dangerous but i, yeah. shit, I don't even walk there i have what, my <laughs> danger my 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 danger we're talking about our late night munchie habits here um mcdonald's oh there's one right there's hermitage like that's something i learned too when i moved down south there are certain Little, there are certain towns they'll just have like a fast food row, and mm -hmm. it's just a row of all. And I've so we didn't have that up north. We just didn't have the fast food chains. No, we didn't have them either. But for well, different reasons, have, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true, true. You're different circumstance, yes. Um, but like I, when I first moved, I lived in Spring Hill, so which yeah. is way the fuck down there. But I was working on Broadway doing security. So I'd have to drive up from Spring Hill to Broadway every day. How long is that? It's like 45 minutes. Depen depends on how Franklin and Brentwood and Cool Springs Ooh. treat you. You got to go through all that shit. That's horrible. And if you're doing a night shift, you clock in at like 6 or 7. And that's, that's rush hour. Rush yeah, hour yeah. You're, you're stuck in traffic with all the damn Range Rovers and BMWs yeah. in Franklin. My little mm. Toyota Corolla Love at the that. time. <laughs> R.I.P. to that Corolla. I totaled that thing like a month into being in town. What happened? I went to make left out of the Burger King, and someone went to make right out of the Kroger, and we went, <gasps> ba-doom. <laughs> was like I mean, y'all were okay, though, right? Oh, I was fine. Oh, yeah, I was fine. The car was not. Mm. Um, but, yeah, because I used to ride around one of them little... Uh, Black Corolla SS's. Good and cars, man. Yeah, I'm in a got, Toyota right now. I it, love it. And it's got that little douchey spoiler on the back <laughs> yes. that's just there that comes with the factory. Yes. Like a little Fast and Furious <laughs> Tokyo Drift bullshit. Slow and the Curious. Yes. Yeah, slow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I just had that for no fucking reason on my car. So it's kind of a good thing it's gone. I'm upgrade. Now I'm in a Tacoma, so I'm still oh, toy, Team okay. Toyota. I'm in a RAV4. Yeah. Uh, dude, they're fucking great team cars. It's been great. I just got it. My Kia. I've had two Kia Souls. You, you and a Kia Soul is just perfect. <laughs> I know. That's I had just a, a vibe. I had a red one. I put three hundred thousand miles on it. That's the one with the with the uh, the mice in the commercials, the hamsters, right? Yes. The hamsters, hamsters. And then I got a me. silver one, and I put almost three hundred thousand miles on that one. And wow. then we got to a show in Georgia, and it, the shit box just absolutely exploded. <laughs> it exploded on the way down the road, like the mean? engine fucking. Also, oh, just like a. Yeah, it popped, and then it. Went, <laughs> I was like, oh no, we were twenty minutes outside the venue. Middle of BFE, Georgia. Wearing, remember where in Georgia it was? We were on our way to McKaysville, I think. It's it's in the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's it, I'm telling you, there was not any Ubers, no lifts, no rent-a-car places. We had to drive a box U-Haul home. 
to Nashville. Oh, geez. And those things do not go fast. Do not go fast. Also, we were only bringing it one way. So it cost me $250 to drive back to Nashville. Oh. A three-hour drive. Jeez. Three and a half. So, yeah. I mean, I love my Kias, but... I'm, I'm going to be in a Toyota for a while Yeah, now. yeah, and the RAV4 is nice because you got room for shit. Yeah, man, me and Ben actually toured in it just, you know, because we already do a little acoustic thing together sometimes, and we toured in it for a while, and we had plenty of room. Like, put them seats down, Yeah, good to go. But now yeah. we've actually bought a van, a tour van, so we're doing really? a full van. We're, yep, named it Lieutenant Van. Lieutenant Van, that's a good name yep. for it. What, um, what kind of van? It's a Chevy Express 3500. Okay. The Chevy yeah. Expresses are nice. Yeah. We did a lot of time in the 4350. Yeah. I've spent, Those are a little bigger, right? They're like the, the Ford Econo line. Those no, like the, the Econo the, line, the yeah. White, the white like van. 16 passenger? Yeah, like 15, 16 yeah. passenger. We, we'd sometimes, we'd, we'd max it out at the 16 <laughs> sometimes, depending on where we were going. Um, but yeah, we uh, you guys pulling a trailer with that too? We actually know. are buying a trailer this week. Really? Yep. All right, that's we, a big. Uh, we that's in a, it. I know we've kind of expanded over the last it, couple. Isn't it? Isn't it wild to think months. about like where you were like at the start of this year in January to touring where... in a Kia Soul, then to touring in a Rav Four. Yeah. And now we full band with a, a trailer and with a with, band with and gigs with a song that just got sent to radio. Yep. Life's it's pretty fucking good. I mean, rest in peace come out in February, and all this has happened since then. Yeah. So. It's been very fast. Actually, it's really just happened in the last couple of months. And then I signed with UTA as well, so they're yeah. sending us all over the who place. You, who you at over there? Um, Brian Hill, okay, Kurt nice. Motley. Yep, that's a good crew. McKenzie and Lauren, yeah. It's a great crew. UTA's got a great roster. They I really mean, do. they're killing it for me. I, yeah. I love them. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the thing with you, too, is you've grown up playing shows, playing what you would refer to as shows, but playing small little rinky, playing wherever they would come and let you play guitar and play music I for people. I was telling someone a couple days ago, they were asking like how I got started. I literally have been playing since I was five years old, like professionally getting paid since I was five years old. Yeah. And since then, like I would play anywhere they would let me get on stage. That's I didn't care if they paid me or not. Odd, oddest gig, like the weirdest gig. Like I can't believe I played there. I mean, I played a lot of retirement parties. <laughs> Retirement parties, uh, like no, retirement the, homes. One of the like, wildest, strangest gigs that yeah. I played. I was 14 years old, and it was a bar, but it wasn't a bar. It was a bring-your-own-bottle bar. Oh. And this was in Eastern Kentucky. A drinking club. Um, I, I Pretty don't, much. I, if, yeah, if it's I a bring-your-own-bottle bar, I feel like it's, <laughs> hey, let's all get fucked up at this place together. Yeah, but everyone knew it was a bar, but like... They couldn't call it a bar because it wasn't it was legal. Dry County, yeah. Yeah. So I was 14 years old. I have a, little, a picture of me. I'm wearing ballet flats, skinny <laughs> jeans, and like a Mario, a Super Mario shirt. Okay. We go in this place, and there is all kinds of kinds. They said, "Now watch out for Big Mama. She'll she'll get on you." I was like, "Well, what does that mean?" You know. And my guitar player and my bass player were like, "Okay, let's see what this is about." So this lady comes in and. She was big mama. I mean, she's probably about 450. And they said she was a regular. She got up on stage with us and was grinding on our bass player, on our guitar player. And, you know, I'm 14 years old just taking this gig (laughs) because I'm just trying to get after it, you know. Uh, That was one of the craziest ones that I can remember just because I was so young. And it was just like, I should not be here. (laughs) Yeah, but that's... that's Yeah. If you wonder why I'm the way I am, that's why I've been in bars since I was 12. We love you, Big Mama. We love you, Big Mama. 
That's great. So where all do they have you going now? Like having the having a book. Isn't it nice having someone else book your shows? It is incredible. You and Ben have probably spent years, even before you guys were together, you've probably spent years calling people, oh, just emailing call people. I've been finding a venue on Facebook Messenger, yep. Instagram DM, filling out some bullshit form on a website yep. that they're never gonna look they're at. They're never gonna see it. <laughs> but it's yeah, I mean I, my whole life, I did it all myself. I never, like, had any help from anybody. I never had management. Um, and, you know, I did have a booking agent, um, independent booking agent, that was working for me for the last two years. And she absolutely killed it. Um, but it feels good. We did about 50-50. Like, I would book about half and she would book about half. Yeah. But it feels good to just have somebody take care of it. You know it's going to be good. Like, you're not going to get there. And it's going to be like, oh, the stage is out back. You're going to be on a trailer um and there's gonna be chickens running around Un like, uncovered trailer yeah here's your here's your one jbl speaker on a stand there's your pa that literally happened to us like probably less than two years ago we walk we walk up to the venue we have to pull our gear through the mud because it's in a hauler and um we get there and there's like chicken coops on either side of the stage well about my set about halfway through all these chickens get and guineas get out and just start flying around in front of the stage and i was like this is not real. Where was where was that? In Eastern Kentucky. I won't well, say where it was. Hometown but, show. Yeah. <laughs> it was not in my hometown, but it was kind of close to there. But it was it was very interesting, and everyone was just super high, and um, yeah, a lot yeah. of drugs. <laughs> You've come come a long way. From yeah, so you know kind of that when now that they're booking for me, yeah. I don't have to worry about maybe getting do flogged. Have, do, you have, do you have a rider yet? Yes. What's on the <clears> Taylor Austin Dad rider? Well, for my guitar player, we have Red Bull. For okay. Ben, we have Monster. For me, we you have... You have Monster and you have Red Bull? Oh, yes. You have both? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, we have Miller Light. Okay. Coors Light. 12-pack of Miller for me, 12-pack of Coors Light for the boys. Um, a bottle of Woodford or Better bourbon. And then a bottle of Reposado tequila. Wow. I think there's like a veggie tray and then chips and salsa in there okay. too. Nice. But it's nothing too crazy, yeah. but just, you know, to get us by. <laughs> <laughs> just to get us by. Just all the liquor. Just to get us started. <laughs> Give us yeah. the liquor. Give us the booze. And then where do you, do you know where you're going next as far as shows and stuff? Because we actually, on the day this podcast will be out, are having a free show here in Nashville at a new venue called the Vinyl Lounge. Oh, I know the Vinyl Lounge. Yeah. I know Clint. Yeah. So we're, we're, yeah, they are. So yeah. we're going to be playing there. Free show, full band. We've got an opener. Um, I think it, the doors open at six. Sick. So we're excited about that one. We don't get to play full band in Nashville too very often. You yeah. know, I do a lot of songwriter rounds around, but it's a big showcase. So I think it's going to be good. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys are doing that with like, you got folks coming out to look at you kind of thing. Yeah. Isn't it awesome to be in these, there. like, because we've known each other for a few years now, like mm -hmm. before COVID. And it's like, it's wild to just see where everybody's lives are at now. And everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I feel like our class that kind of came in together is just killing it. Yeah, the 20, class of 2018 is yep. doing pretty fucking yep. good right now. Proud to be a part of it. I'm trying to think who else is in there. So it's like you, I, um, Dylan Marlowe came in around that time, right? I'm not sure. He, I think he moved to town around 2018. Priscilla moved around that time, right? Oh, she's been here, I think, two oh, more she, years two than more, me. Okay, so she was a few years 2016, I think she came. Who else was around that time? I'm trying to think, like, 2018. I know, like, Brian Fuller, Lee Langston, that whole, like, Dylan Marlowe tree, Tyler Chambers, all those kids came in around the same time. I'm not exactly sure. I'm drawing a blank. 
Like who were like who were some of the people you were like you were like vibing with and stuff when you first moved to town? Like you were writing with to and be like completely going honest, to losers when I with. First moved to town, I was married and I stayed at home. <laughs> oh really? So yeah. you were married before Ben? Oh yeah. Really? Just telling all I my secrets. I didn't know that. I know a lot of people don't know that, but yeah. No shit. Yep. Um, I was married and then, I guess until twenty nineteen, the beginning of twenty nineteen. Okay, so your whole first year here, yep. you weren't going to Losers. No, not really. You weren't going to Red Door. No. You were going to Frisky Frogs to play. or going like to Frisky Frogs. Frisky Frogs to play. Going to play at Margaritaville, coming home. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I didn't really have a lot of friends the first year I moved here um, because of that. I was yeah. just playing my gigs and putting my head down and going home and writing and, you know, going live on Facebook. <laughs> that was pretty much it. So, yeah. Then I got divorced, that, and then yeah. I made a lot of new friends. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It's, that's something that I've, like, like Trey, for example. Mm-hmm. Trey had a whole chapter of his life where he was married, and then he got divorced, and then shortly after he moved up here. Like, I feel like, because I've never been, I've never been married. I've, I'm in probably the most serious relationship that I've ever been in right now, which is cool. <laughs> you know, it's just, and it's just boyfriend-girlfriend thing, going really good. But I've never done the whole marriage thing. But I feel like after you get that divorce, like, you do have, there's two ways you can go. Either you could really be sad for a long time and you're fucking done, or you can go out and start the next chapter of your life after that. And that's and pretty it, much exactly what happened. Yeah, and it seems like the, the past four years have been pretty fucking good for you. Yeah, I mean, I've been happier than I've ever been these yeah. last few years. So it happened for a reason, for sure. I, yeah. I know that's kind of cliche to say, but it no, definitely but did. No, that's the yeah. truth. That's for real the truth. Yeah. It, all happen, it all happens for a reason. Yeah. I would have probably been back in my hometown, you know, I don't know. Yeah, we wouldn't get to hear the music that you put <laughs> yeah. out. We wouldn't get to hang out with you. We wouldn't get to have fun times in Key West. Isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, just, just how like one, one thing. One thing. That's like for me. I I was originally going to college to do sports media. I wanted to be an ESPN. I wanted to be I covering like you the Yankees. I would have been good at that. I would have been good at that, but I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have had a college, a country college radio show. I wouldn't be here in Nashville. I wouldn't be hosting rounds. Yeah. I wouldn't be doing podcasts. I'd be, who knows what I'd be doing. I'd be, <laughs> I would have been with my fucking, I don't know if I'd be sober. It'd be tough because I would have stayed, I would have still been up north during COVID. Like when oh, COVID yeah. was really COVID. Like down here, we were able to operate. I made a lot of connections during that last six months of 2020. Like, oh yeah. That to me. Because down here, people were just like, Trying to find any way to get around it, yeah. like just having house stuff or yeah, hang having yeah. hangouts, you know. Yeah, because it's such a it's such a community thing, music industry. Yeah. It's very similar to to a church or a or a high school or like mm-hmm. any kind of thing where it's like that community vibe. Um, that's what Nashville is, yeah. and we found a way to do that. And if I was blogging, living in my mom's basement up <laughs> in New York. I would not be in the same <laughs> mental state that I am now, no, especially during that that year and a half period of them being stuck with COVID shit up there, because they were in it till summer of twenty one. Really? Yeah, like summer of twenty one was when it started to get a little more normal. Wow. You know, whereas like down here, we were doing our we did our first round back at Live Oak June of twenty twenty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like we're like, year. okay, four months, we're good, oh, or two even, months, yeah. whenever, however long it was. Yeah, I remember. Um, do you know? Um, do you know Jamie from Upstar? You know Upstar yeah. Music, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jamie so, yeah, Jamie, great people. Shout out our friends from Upstar. Um, they just put me on their playlist this week. Yeah, Shout out. hell Thank yeah, you. <laughs> he does a good job with that playlist he does, shit. Yeah. He really does. It. I'm trying to get better about doing that, but he's had it down to a science, in like different levels of playlists and curating them and putting like the like 
like he puts up like college football rankings almost, and it's like he puts up like who's what's getting requested all that. And yeah. This week. yeah, he does a really good job with the visuals of it. Yeah. But his first time in Nashville, so I met him. Or his first time in Nashville since running Upstar. He had just turned twenty-one. He had only been drunk one time before. Only drank one time before that. So I had just gotten back in town from being up with my family. Um, so this is early June. I want to say June of twenty twenty. And Jamie comes down, and we hit the bars hard. And now, again, I don't drink, so I'm just DDing. I'm high as a kite. I'm having a good time smoking some weed. And they, and ripping cigs back then, and they, we got Jamie hammered. Oh. It was wild. Cause, <laughs> Poor but, guy. but the bars that you hit, and it was, but it was crazy because he was living up in Buffalo still. He wasn't down here full time yet. He didn't move down here until recently, actually. But he had come from a world where everything was shut down. Couldn't really do much to like, oh shit, dogwood is hopping. Oh shit, <laughs> there's a line outside of losers. Oh shit, let's take him to Kid Rocks and see what happens. Like, bad idea. <laughs> we did all of that. The kids survived, but I mean, barely. He was, I think we carried him in. Like, he was staying with, uh, with Cole Bradford, our buddy. Um, I don't know if you know Cole Bradford mm-hmm. and all of those folks. It was, it was a fun night where we were just. We just destroyed poor Jamie. So I think I was one of his first uh, interviews. Yeah. When I put up Good Time Girl, like a yeah. long time ago. Yeah, because he's done a good job with his blog and like yeah. been and he's done it all himself and he's just hungry. I know he's been on the road with like doing doing the the Hunter Jordan stuff and been hustling and grinding. But yeah, COVID was just we got very lucky to be where we were at because like, yeah. Nashville was hit very hard with it. You know, in the fact that it's a service industry town. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why I started TikTok. That's why I even started posting stuff like that because I didn't have any gigs. I was cleaning Airbnbs. <laughs> like, that's all I had to do. So I just started posting, like, I think June of 2020 is when I first posted my first TikTok ever. And then from there, it just, like, kind of exploded. So I'm glad that – I'm not glad that COVID happened, but I'm glad that I had the opportunity to, like, take a little time off of Broadway gigs and yeah. everything just to be able to, like, open that world up. And now we're here. Put it this way. So COVID doesn't happen. We're not in this room right now. Yeah. McElwain's still living in bumfuck, whatever, Prattville, <laughs> Selma, whatever. Oh, fucking Prattville? Prattville. I oh, love in the Prattville? Prattville. I play Carl's Country all the time. Oh, that's his, that's his hometown hometown Oh, bar. I love Prattville, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's where my family lives now. <laughs> Yeah, they lived in Selma. They but Let's now they go. live now. Yeah, he's a big. I played Carl's Country several times. He, he's a big. He's a big. Do you know guy. Lulu? Uh, I don't know if I know Lulu. Rena, <laughs> what's her name? Uh, Rena. Rena. Yeah. Rena yeah. yeah. She still yeah. messages me on yep. Facebook every yep. now and then. Yeah. You ever been to Mr. Waffle? Uh-uh. Okay, you got to go to Mr. Waffle. That's the. Is that like Waffle House? It's like Waffle House, but the deep South Alabama version. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, how could a Waffle House how could it be get anymore? more Waffle House? <laughs> Put it in. Is that in Selma, Matt? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's in Selma. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Selma, Alabama. They, last time I was down there, I was starving, but they started closing at midnight because it just gets ratchet. <laughs> Gangster, there's always cops sitting outside of it now. Hell yeah. That it is more Waffle House than the it's Waffle House. It's my last mission to go to Mr. Waffle Oh, let's now. do it. Let's do it. Let's get... Uh, we got to get you at the range because I feel like it. you would thrive 100%. at that venue. It I sounds like we're just cut out for it. Just yeah, it sounds like that is what the Taylor Austin Die Show is. Yeah. But anyway, like we were saying, during COVID, like if it weren't for COVID, I mean, Nikki T wouldn't be down here because he wouldn't have been able to work remote and move down here. I like I definitely wouldn't be a co-owner of Ray's Rowdy. I don't think Trey Lewis has a podcast studio. Like it's like we're like everything kind of happens 
for a reason, you yeah. know, like that time gave us all the ability to figure out what would work for us, you know? Yeah. A little second to recoup. It's recoo. crazy to think about. It is, yeah. because it's like, for the world, it's like going to go down as one of the darkest, like, year, two-year things. Oh, yeah. In terms of music and, like, for a lot of, like, folks in our circles, like, it was the last six months were some of the best six months of my life. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy how that it's worked. Wild. So we've got, so you've got booking now, you've got management. You got publishing yet? Mm-mm. No. Nope, I just got management and booking so far. And why, do, just, why do you why do you think that is on the publishing uh, stuff? Like a like as a publishing deal or like yeah, a PR publishing person? deal. Oh, right, I'm not really deal. actively seeking out a publishing deal. Okay, um, I love writing. I, I mean, and this might change, you know, down the road. But um, the thought of having to write so many songs and like having to turn in so many songs a year or a week or a month or whatever, I think that might kind of taint my view of it a little bit. Um, so I'm not really actively seeking out one right now, but it is a little overwhelming when you look at it, it on is, paper. Because I like I can't just sit down and like write a song. I have to write like I can't just like schedule five writes a week and and be happy. Like I have to sit there and think about it and stew on it and like come with ideas, like some kind of inspiration. I can't just say, okay, what are we doing today? Like you know. I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people that write like that, I'm so impressed with and just I and really look up to people like that. And I want to be like that. But for me, it's like if it's not something that's inspiring to me or, you know, if I'm being made to write a song, like someone's like, you have to do this today. Yeah. I just like uh, it just turns me against it. Yeah. And it seems like I mean, it sounds like you've had some consistent collaborators on the songs. Sounds mm-hmm. like you and Chris Utley kind of vibe pretty well. At least my dude, man. You've got your people that you know you can get Taylor Austin Dye songs with, and you've got other friends that are you got friends that are also artists where you can help them mm-hmm. find their voice. Why do the publishing deal? And if you're making money on shows, you're making money off the music, which has to feel pretty good that yeah. you're getting some of that right Finally. now. Right? Isn't yeah. it fucking cool? Um, and then you've you've got other sources to where it's like, yeah, I've, I know I can get the songs that my fans yeah. are going to like. I know I can get the songs that I want to get And I'm not interested already. in having outside cuts. Like, I don't care if anyone else cuts my songs. I write my songs yeah. for me. And when I go into a write, it's well known that we are writing a song, you know, for me. Yeah. And because I'm working on an album that I'm putting out this year. No so, shit. Yeah, we're almost Breaking done with it. Breaking news. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're almost done with it. So. How many songs? Uh, there's going to be 12. No shit. So, yep. How wild is that for you to think about you putting, is this your, this is your first record, right? First yeah. whole album? Yeah. Well, I put out an album back in like 2014 or something, but that has completely been wiped from the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is actually, yeah, technically my first real Real album. To think about just putting, to think about like the challenges of putting out a single a few years ago for you. Yeah. And like figuring out DistroKid or TuneCord. And now you have a team with you. Okay, guys, here's the plan. Here's. I literally went to the CD Baby convention yeah. when it came to Nashville because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to go yeah. learn everything I can. And so now <laughs> that I like actually have distribution and management and I've got all this stuff going on, it's kind of crazy to think how far it's, it's came from me going to a CD Baby convention. Yeah, to now, <laughs> to you, now. Ha- now you have songs charting. Yeah. You have people paying money to see you and sing back your original songs. They're not just singing back Wagon Wheel no more. Right. They're not just singing back the covers. Like they're And it's they're crazy because we have covers in our set. Oh yeah. But people are as like you should. water me down. And I'm <laughs> like, hell yeah. <laughs> Fuck them other songs. <laughs> that does have to be a cool feeling. Oh, That's rare to have. The best. 
It's the best. I don't I can't even it's just like this past weekend we played Skyline and there were I, I just thought their people were just in there just to be hanging out. Nope, yeah. they were all there to see me and they were all wanting to hear just original songs. So we ended up actually scrap, scrapping a couple covers and putting really? in some more originals. Yeah. What are you, what are your go to covers? Like what do you like to um, do? We do my favorites here for the party. We always end with here for okay, the party. Some Gretchen, Gretchen Wilson. Yeah. Um, we do Miranda Lambert, of course. Okay. Um, we do Tyler Childers. Okay. We do Toby Keith, Big and Rich. Um, one of my favorite covers to do is Rihanna by Fleetwood Mac. That's cool. Yeah, that's a whole different vibe, and that shows the different side of you that yeah. the fans can see. And then I the cover um, Eminem. In every set that I do. You put so. Eminem in? Mm -hmm. So you rap? You spit? Lose yourself, yep. Really? <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yep. Uh, during our ending set, we usually do um, Lose Yourself. We do Mean, which is my song, into Lose Yourself, into Here for the Party. And that's kind of our closing. That's a cool so, yeah. medley to close it out yeah, with. Yeah, it's fun. That leaves that crowd. I would not want to work security at that venue because <laughs> uh -oh. it's like as soon as, as soon as the show ends, the crowd is just like, wait, we're all hyped up. What do we do now? Oh, let's hit somebody. <laughs> well, I got asked to be security at one of the places that I played because I punched a guy and he told the security that I hit like a man and security comes up to me. Where was this? Um, Mississippi. Fuck yeah. I got, yeah. This guy, he grabbed my ass when I was walking by and I turned around and just absolutely started. Yeah, as you should. As you should hit him. And then Fuck that. he, uh, I hit him a bunch and then. Security came and got him, and then he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I want to apologize to her. And they are like, no, dude, you're, you're out. You're getting the fuck yeah. out. And they came up to me. They're like, hey, do you want a job? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> no, I do not want to move to this place. Yeah. I have relocated to Mississippi to work <laughs> security. Just Roadhouse, Taylor Austin Dye style. <laughs> yeah. Security, uh, it's always good because my shows do get a little rowdy because yeah. we do a lot of drinking, and people are always bringing the shots up to the stage, and you know. I'm hollering and swallowing here and there. So everybody's having a good time. So by the end of it, if some people can't handle it, it does get a little rowdy. Yeah, I've tried. I've, I've spent three years on the road with Trey. <laughs> I know all about. So you know how it is. All about crazy <laughs> shit at shows. I've seen, 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 and I haven't done it all. I've done some, but I've seen it all. You mm -hmm. know. Um, so you've got the you've got the showcase here in Nashville on Friday. Yep, the and 30th. You, and then you going out to, do you have stuff booked out for July? And Yeah, we're going to be everywhere. Kentucky, um, Indiana. I'm opening for Elk King in Indiana. I'm very Dude, excited about that. Dude, that is a great, yeah, your agents are doing doing their job. That yep. is a great fucking pairing right there. Yeah, I feel like it's a good, it's it'll be perfect. a good perfect mesh. Um, man, we're going to California, Iowa, all over the South. I mean, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina. How many We're shows do you think you'll end up doing by the end of the year? You'll be over 100 for sure. I was at 100 last year, and yes. that was me booking myself and then having Brittany um, help me. You just love the road, don't um, you? I love it. I, I'm out every weekend. Like I told when I signed with UTA, they're like, well, how much do you want? Because they were kind of trying to get to know me as like an artist. How much do you want to be out? And I was like, every weekend. I was like, I do not want to be home. <laughs> I drive myself crazy when I'm at home. So... Um, I always love just being out, constantly doing something. So, um, yeah, I think we're probably going to be over 100 this year, which That's is the goal. fucking great. That's a great gig for your guys that are in your band. Yeah. And, you're, and eventually, as you, I don't know if you have the touring crew yet or if Ben's helping out with a lot of the tour manager stuff. He's, he's helping a lot with tour managing. I have um, my band guys are all from Kentucky. We are all Kentucky band. Love those guys. And then I have Katie Kalp. Shout out, Kat. Um, 
she's doing merch and content for me on the road. Oh, so great. she's with us all the time as well. You've got a whole damn crew out. That's why we're uh, in Lieutenant Van. Lieutenant gonna, Van. Yeah. All right, we pull up to the Lieutenant Van's driving and you pull up to a you pull up to a Loves. What snack are you grabbing? Oh, um, I'm probably always gonna get a Electrolyte because yep. I'm usually hungover. Yep, McElwain lives <laughs> off of those. Electrolyte, please sponsor us so McElwain's not too hungover for these episodes. All right, Electrolyte. I'm Electrolyte. I'm getting a large smart water. And then, depending on what we got, I'll either get a tornado out of the roller. I get those uh-huh. too. I like the Southwest one, it's my favorite. Yep. Um, or a chili dog if they got them. Okay, see, I haven't done that. Mm-hmm. Me and gas station hot dogs haven't had a, haven't had our, our thing yet. Oh, I mean, it absolutely wrecks my stomach, but I don't care. I mean. It's just part of I, it. Just part of it. Yeah, <laughs> I know I'm going to have to shit in like two hours, but it's <laughs> maybe an hour. It just depends on what kind of chili I got. <laughs> but, uh, and then maybe like a take five for something sweet. Okay. I don't know. Usually just try to. I'm diabetic, so I try not to do too yeah, many sweets. Yeah, you have to watch. So, yeah. yeah, you have to watch. Because I like, still drink, yeah. so I kind of got to find balance somewhere. So Trey's bus driver, Danny. Shout out Daddy Dan, Danny White. Um, old, you'd love him. You would love him. <laughs> he is your kind of people for sure. He's the man. Um, just a nice guy, but he's he's actually a great grandfather. He's in like his 70s or 80s. Oh, dang. Had never drove a van before. He was a school bus driver in... Um, in Arkansas and got linked up through Trey with, uh, with the old people that are on the bus, whatever they sent Danny, Danny like comes with the bus. So Danny is diabetic, been <laughs> through a few open heart surgeries, like has okay. been through the gauntlet. That man is a trooper. <laughs> that man could, it could be a whole movie. He lives off of on the road. I used to have to get him stuff when I was TMing for Trey. You have to get him a case of diet Mountain Dew. Yep. And you have to get him a big bag of the little mini candy things like you get for Halloween. So he basically eats Halloween candy <laughs> and drinks Diet Mountain Dew. I'm a Mountain Dew. And that bitch. is all that Danny does. I love Mountain Dew. Diet Mountain Dew and ho- literally Halloween candy. That's it's- my dream sponsorship is Mountain Dew and Taco Bell. And they work very closely together. I'm just saying. Aside from like obviously a beer and a bourbon, we're we working on that. We need but- to do. This is how we get their attention. What this is what do? we do. Cause you have merch out and stuff, right? Oh yeah. Like you're selling, you got merch. You're, you're selling merch on the road. We need to make a Taco Bell logo looking shirt that says Taylor Austin die, but it's like the Taco Bell logo. It's like the, it's so the instead font. of it saying ta- yeah, it's the font with the bells, but instead of the bells, it's like a bottle of bourbon or some shit. Now knowing me, I'd probably get a cease and desist letter. But they wouldn't know. They'd be like, oh shit, this girl is the brand. I'd be on the radar. This at girl least. is yeah. the brand. How can we do a contest with her? How can we mix in? Bible Belt yes. to, to a Taco Bell. Come like, I'm just saying, it, sponsor me, Mountain um, Dew Taco Bell. I think Mountain Dew and Taco Bell would be phenomenal. Taco Bell, Taco Bell and Arby's are my two favorite oh, you're road Arby's stops. Girl? I'm, I'm an not, Arby's girl. I, I, I haven't had Arby's in a while, so if we rolled up to one at a Love's, I'd, I'd fuck with it. I'd, oh. get, I'd fuck around, get a little beef When they're cheddar. attached to the gas station, is that's my shit right there. That's your favorite one. Ooh, okay. Yeah. that's the Subway was one that I would I remember seeing. And I'm not a huge, I mean, I would get it all. Like It's too much for me to sit there and go through and get a sandwich while we're like on a bathroom break. I'm just like, give me something I can just go up and give me a number one and then leave. Like, I don't want to yeah. be like, give me the lettuce and the chicken and blah, blah, blah. You yeah. Know. I will say the chicken in Kentucky is different too. It's the best. It it really is like, 
And I'm sure you get that all the time, like Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> and, da, 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 da. and it's like, no, KFC is not the best. What you got to get is you got to get. I'm the Canes, dude. Canes is, you like, you're in the Canes. Canes is your favorite. Yeah. Canes is really good. I mean, I fuck with all the Southern chicken places. They're all pretty solid. What I really, the one that I really like, the crispy crunchy. Crispy. Oh, that's on a lot of gas stations in Kentucky. The Kentucky gas station mm. chicken with the it's honey really biscuit. Good. I mean, really fuck good. me up. Have so you ever had good. Lee's famous recipe? Yes. Lee's is pretty good. They yes. got good mashed Lee's, taters. Lee's is really good. I'm a big fan of Kentucky for that reason. Like we would, we've played in Corbin a bunch. Oh, that's um, where the original KFC is. Yep. Which we haven't been to that KFC. Funny enough, which I did not know it. Samantha Butcher, you're on my shit list now. Not tell us. I always ask Samantha. She owns a venue called the Ice House in Corbin, and I always I, would, I remember asking because I like I used to ask venue owners like, okay, what's what's cool to do around here? What's fun to do? You never mentioned the original KFC. The original <laughs> oh, no. Colonel is in Corbin, Kentucky. God, yes. we would have. We would have loved that. Trey would have gone there and played Dick Down in Dallas outside the KFC. <laughs> the original Colonel. I mean, come on. I would have gotten a whole bucket from there. But anyway, um, there's a gas station not far, like on the way when you're swerving through the mountain roads, getting the Corbin, getting to the ice house. And there's this one gas station. I think it's a Valero is the, the fuel that's on it. But inside it is, they've got like 30 different options of the hot food thing, like right up by the counter and just chicken and catfish and breakfast biscuits and burgers and pork sandwiches and this and that. So good. It's my, I mean, I love gas station food. I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, do too. My girlfriend's been getting on me because she's like, you need to stop eating that gas station food because I'm, I'm not on the road with Trey anymore, but we're going to like 10 festivals this year with Ray's Rowdy. So it's like I'm still on the road. So on the you're weekends. pretty much still on the road. <laughs> I'm on the road, but instead of being in a bus or in a van and babysitting Matt McElwain and the boys, I am riding. I'm going up there. I'm tent camping. I'm getting content, Ooh. interviewing artists, and I'm selling merch for like four or five days at a time. Like we're going up to Ohio next week for country yeah. concert. And it's not like you're out going to have a salad, you know, while you're doing all that. No, it's hard. No. It's hard to be on the road and eat right. Yeah, and you could meal prep and stuff. And like we have a deal with Ray's Rowdy with vibrant meals, like eat well, formerly oh, eat yeah. well Nashville. So Nikki and I get like twelve free meals a week. They expire by Thursday, but they're like they're still solid. Like I'm definitely gonna eat one at the house when I go home. But the but it's like bringing those out or like there's something special about rolling up late night. You're a little fucked up. Roll up to a Taco Bell. Nothing better. Roll up to a McDonald's. Get the McGangbang. Put the McChicken <laughs> inside the bacon McDouble, and it's just. Just so good, you know? So, yeah, I still do a lot. I'm a big peanut M&M's guy. Oh, yeah, that's solid. The but yellow I'm, pack, right? I'm, I'm talking, yeah. like, the big one. What's that? The big yellow pack. like the Oh, the king size. Like, like, no, like, they, like <laughs> the like, bigger I, one. I'm talking the like... one that the mom, the mom and dad are keeping in the cupboard to give out to the kids, maybe, like, a couple a day. So and the one that's, lasts... like, 15 bucks with a Ziploc thing on yes. the top. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and I will sit there, like how people will like, like you were talking about backer earlier, and I'll dip sometimes too. Um, I've gotten more into Zen here lately. Mm. Zen's been solid. But like how people will like just, they'll, they'll add to like the Red Man or their Beach Nut or whatever and toss it in. I'll be like that with a peanut m It's like fucking popcorn out of the damn movie theater. It's good. They're so fucking good. And then and then you wonder why your stomach's upset when you're trying to sleep in a tent after hmm, driving 10 yeah. hours. You're like, couldn't oh, be, couldn't be all, all that, that shit I Couldn't ate. be all that peanut, all them peanuts and chicken, all that cold brew coffee I, I drank oh, and put God. in my body. Um, so you've been in town now coming up on five years. What's something that you now, knowing what you know now, that you tell yourself, 2018, baby, Taylor Austin die? Um, well, I think when I was writing songs back then and putting songs out, I was kind of 
not being the most authentic version of myself back then. And I think that now I'll just be like, do not give a shit what anybody thinks. I mean, I know that's, you know, obviously advice that everyone gets, yeah. but like I really should have taken that advice. You know, now I'm writing songs that's true to me and true to who I am and my fans is something they can resonate with, you know. Um, and I think I'd just say be more authentic and get out more because like I said, I was home for that first year. I wasn't really making any friends or anything. And this is what that town, we already touched on this, but this yeah. is what this town's all about. It's just it's the camaraderie and just all the friendships and stuff. Just thinking back how we met, I guess yeah. through Raised Rowdy and Key West and everything. Raised Rowdy and Key West. And then it was also, I think just being at Live Oak or being at the <laughs> local yep. or being at Losers, like we've. We've crossed yeah. paths a few times. So, yeah, just, I mean, getting out was something I didn't realize how important was, just being out and making friends. And, you yep. know, everyone thinks, oh, you're just down there getting drunk, you know. No. But it's not about that. It's, uh, I mean, sure, it is about that a little <laughs> bit. But <laughs> Somebody somebody asks you, like, you, you meet some random person at the airport, they see you with the guitar, and they ask, oh, do you do music, all this, that. What does your music sound like? Somebody asks you, what is, what is Taylor, what is... What does a Taylor Austin Die song sound like? Or what do people have to expect by going and checking out your music? <laughs> well, when we went in the studio for this last album, um, you know, like Rest in Peace, Bible Belt, Damage Control, we've got some like rocking yeah. type stuff. Energy. There's a lot of heavy guitars, heavy drums. So I always like to tell people it's like Gretchen Wilson meets a, like a country nickelback meets Co Wetzel. Kind of like all in there. Like if Patty Loveless had a slutty little sister. If Patty Loveless had a slutty little sister. <laughs> That's what my songs are. <laughs> I like that a lot. That's awesome. So. That's raised rowdy as fuck. Well, that fits our vibe. Premium. Premium. Yes, she gets it. <laughs> she gets it. McElwain's over there like, please shut up with that god dang word. I mean, come on. Because um, he hears us say it so many times. Um, three artists not named Taylor Austin Dye that you think people should be paying more attention to. Ooh, I'm huge into Corey Kent, which you already know oh, that. Oh, I fucking love Corey, yeah. <clears throat> love Corey. Is this supposed to be like under the radar artists or are people that you that you're either really liking or people that are under the radar or home whatever. People I'm really like... I'm really into Corey Kent. I'm the biggest Co Wetzel fan ever. Yeah. Um trying to think of another one that's like more under the radar that I've Yeah, been that's like to. somebody like coming up that you're kind of yeah. seeing within the scene. You're like, fuck, that guy mm. or girl's pretty good. Because Co and Corey are awesome. They're badass. I've seen them both here. I've seen Corey twice in the past year, and I've seen Co counting the trade shows probably four times in the oh, last year. Oh, I'll say um, either Abby Anderson or Graham Barham. Oh, dude, Graham. Two of my favorites from the 615 house. Yeah, Abby. Um, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. We've been on here for a damn hour. <laughs> I didn't even bring up the damn 615 house. But you were in here and did a podcast all about yeah. that already. Shout out to Chris and the 615 folks. Um <laughs> Abby Anderson's been around for for a minute, but I feel mm -hmm. like she's having a resurgence right now. She's doing great. Look yeah. and doing some doing some awesome things. Graham's gonna be a goddamn superstar. Graham's my dude. Graham man. Barham. If I was like a betting man on a young on a dude under the age of under the age of twenty five, like Graham would be one of the guys that I'd throw some money on. He kills. And he's such a good fucking dude. Good songwriter too. Yeah, him and Bo Bailey together. Bo. I mean, oh, Bo fuck. kills it. Bo Bailey's going to have some hits. This class of kids that are coming up right yep. now are so fucking good. It's not even Man, funny. It's it's really not. Like, we rode to Georgia, me and Graham did, a couple, about two months ago, and he played, he put me in demo jail. Oh, but I fuck. loved it. I was like, play me everything. That, so. is, a, that is a very luxurious demo jail to <laughs> yeah, be in. That's was, like a five-star demo yeah, jail. Yeah, we were all like, oh, here's what we got coming up next. Yeah. And, and a lot of his stuff is absolutely killing it right now, so... 
That's awesome. Uh, most underrated spot in Nashville. Now that you go out more, um, <laughs> we spend most of our time honestly at the local. I like the local um, a lot. Shout out to G off, G off, our boy G off. <laughs> uh, we love the local. We're there. If we're going out, we're going to the local. Like that's pretty much it. I mean, we'll probably go there over Midtown usually. Yeah. So um, we just love them. Like they always have killer music. And like the, and the chicken tendies. Mm. Local chicken tendies, the fried wings, pickles for me. Fried pickles. I, I fuck with the local. I yeah, like they it have a lot. great food. The Jeff Burger. The Jeff, the Jeff Burger, and they're opening up a second location. Yep, out in, in Hendersonville. Um, Hendersonville, yeah. Yep. Which I'm interested to see how that does out there. Yeah, um, I'm excited. We're gonna go out there and support it when it when it opens yeah. up. Yeah. So. Do, do you play disc golf at all? Never. You ever, th- you ever thrown frisbee, frisbee golf? I feel mm-hmm. like you'd like it. It's your immune vibe. It's very laid back. We're doing a, I say this because this, I guess, will be one of the official announcements of it. We've talked about it a little bit. Um, we want to do a frisbee golf tournament. We want to do it in like March of next year. Okay. To release the content the week of the Masters. We're going <laughs> to call it The Bastards. <laughs> in the same font. The Bastards. Maybe get a green coat. Camo, oh, is that the Masters? Cam- camo yeah. coat. Oh, nice. And instead of a tradition like no other, a tradition like every other. <laughs> the Bastards from Hendersonville, Tennessee. Okay, well, I'm going to be there. Already present- <laughs> yeah, wait, this is me asking you and Ben to play in the Bastards. 100%. I've never done it, but I will. Maybe throw, I won't even practice. Throw <laughs> some Frisbees, get a little drunk. We'll have some cigars out there. We're going to film a bunch of content, and it's going to be me and, like, Ryan Nelson or our buddy Eric Young, who wrestles in the WWE, like two gravelly voice motherfuckers. Like, I'm gonna do like, like Ryan Nelson, be like, I'm on the 17th hole. Taylor Austin Dodson, we're gonna throw that frisbee. First, taking a little puff of that cigar, and then she's gonna throw it. And then, like, we have like content guys out there, like, filming it, and we do a whole production. I'm 100% in, and bat- I'm signing Ben up too. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, Ben has to come. I'm, I'm speaking for you. Yes, the, ba- the Bastards, a tradition like every other. Ray's Rowdy presents The Bastards, a tradition like every other. It's gonna be awesome. We got a lot of funny shit coming up with Ray Shadi. We'll talk about more of it um, off the mic. But where can people go to find you? Obviously, Bible Belt is is out. And then, how can people go? Do we have like a list of some stations that are playing? Rest in rest um, in peace. I'm not sure. I can work on that. Okay, yeah. I'll cause, post cause about Because we, we'll, what we'll do is like, <clears throat> I want if it's like playing. Say it's playing with our with our friends um, with our friends in Corbin, Kentucky, or like different radio people. I'm, I'm gonna, like, I want to tell people. If like call up your country stations and be like, "Yo, play my girl Taylor Austin die." She's got this song called "Rest in Peace." Please go and play that shit. Like maybe, <laughs> yeah, like like call. That helps. Up. It does help. Oh, it does absolutely. Because then even if they're not playing it already, they'll go on media base or they'll go wherever the song and is. Check like it out. that, and they'll be like, "Oh shit, who's this girl?" Everybody's calling. Yeah. My mama and them are calling, you know? <laughs> like so, what is it? Taylor Austin die music on everything, uh, right? No, it's just Taylor Austin die. No music. No music. No, just Taylor Austin Die. It's on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and my website's TaylorAustinDie.com. You don't, I try to keep you, it easy. You don't, you don't get on Twitter at all? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter. Um, I, I tweet occasionally. I don't do it I, a lot. See, I feel like you would be saying some shit on Twitter. So that's why I don't get on there. That's why I want <laughs> you on there is you want the people that say some shit to be on the Twitter. I've the already Twitter tried machine. to have been canceled about 10 times, so I guess it really wouldn't hurt if I just well, got on there. Can't, I, I feel, I mean. You can't cancel you if you don't give a shit, so. There's a guy from not too far where you're from over the Tennessee line that could probably work at a Mapco who got canceled and now he's running the world. 
So <laughs> I'm just saying, True. I think, I think it's True. all, it's all right. And shout out to old walleye. Um, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, uh, be sure to check out our girl, Taylor Austin Dye. Earl, I appreciate you coming on. We've been trying to do Thanks a, for having me, brother. a me and you pod for a while. Like I said, it's your third time in this room. <laughs> yeah. McElwain's like, man, I'm, I already know her story. I better make it interesting for her. But I don't think we made it interesting. We talked about some other shit we didn't talk about in the other one. Matt, do you approve? Is this, is this podcast McElwain approved? Yeah, this is most different. <laughs> yeah, this was the most. This was most different. <laughs> you love that. So TaylorAustinDie.com. Look up our girl, Taylor Austin Die. Uh, she's got a new song out called Bible Belt. Got a bunch of shows coming up. Visit her website, TaylorAustinDie.com, and get those tickets. And if you're watching this or listening to this and you go out to a show, I'm sure you do the meet and greet stuff after. Oh, every time. Yeah, every time. Every time. For the people. Um Take a take a selfie or get a picture with Taylor. Tag outside the round or raise rowdy. We will share it on our story. Make sure you motherfuckers are out there listening and going to support our girl here, Miss Taylor Austin Die. Appreciate you guys watching and listening as always. Uh, be sure to check out our friends from Big Friendly Productions, uh, Saxman Studios. Our boys with Whale Tail Media and our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency. If you like what you saw, like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them, share this shit. And uh, for our boy Matt Macklin behind the camera, our girl Taylor Austin Dye. My name is Matt Brill, and this has been Outside the Round. One place for too long I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love Only got a couple tricks on my sleeve